0: Welcome to Cartoonist k My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. I'm uh, going to be talking about the idea, the concept of bootleg artist editions, Jimmy. But we got to let you guys know we have a Patreon for you to uh, support the Cartoonist k channel. And uh, depending on your level of support, you're getting videos uh, before everybody else. And if you're at the highest level of support, you're watching us stream this right this very minute. Dozens of people in the chat room right now, and they're getting access to all the videos uh, before anybody else completely mitigates that kayfabe effect and they get first dibs on the comics that we're talking about on the aftermarket. Pays for itself, man. Uh, once there's one comic you want that out, that's out there that costs, you know, 150 bucks later that day that the video comes out. Uh, the books are also brought, I mean, the videos are also brought to you by the books that we make. And you're looking at uh, the, the range of our bibliographies right here. Red Room is the focus uh, of my career right now. The Anti-Social Network. Trigger Warnings is out there, X-Men Grand Design, Hip Hop Family Tree celebrating its 10th anniversary this year, Jimmy's Hulk Grand Design forthcoming very soon, next month as of this recording, Street Angel uh, comics are out there in the wild, various hardcovers, Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive, Plain James is his shoujo uh, young adult graphic novel that is out there, but Jimmy... We have the p.o boxes chat attached to all of our videos man and we just get we get hundreds of packages a week behind me is 200 uh hmm. boxes and envelopes of stuff that has come our way and sometimes we get one uh copy from from somebody and you know it causes damage uh, to, <laughs> to, to the channel slightly i'm nursing some hard feelings right now ed we have to flip coins you know the, the 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 coin flip is sacred as they say in the episode two of uh breaking bad um This piece right here, man, the Ocular Edition, Space Knights and Superheroes, uh, Sal Buscema Artist Edition, that is one of ten copies, that Ian Chowgren here, uh, basically constructed as a portfolio piece to get some work as a designer. So I say to you, Jimmy, like this idea of going on ComicArtFans.com, where everybody has all these super high-res versions of uh, their original art, maybe you know it's been a while since i even tried to save anything on there but maybe they have it sort of javascripted in a way that you can't right click but on chrome on firefox there are uh there are little um additional pieces that you can um download to grab images off of website no matter what kind of flash javascript bullshit they put in place to try to prevent you so what if you get a hundred of, uh, you're a big mark for Sal Sama, right? Who isn't? And guilty. <laughs> well, on the <laughs> list, the other on the, on the list of people who are going to get artist editions, Sal Sama ain't on a top 20. So if you're a big mark for him, you got to do your thing. you got to do your own
1: work and, and, and create your own artist edition. The other place to pull artwork off of, besides comic art fans, which i love to comic art fans... I'm so happy that site exists. The other place is Heritage Auctions. Right. And they will show high res stuff, and their stuff will be like at this size, print resolution at this size. Yes. And it's the same deal. If you have an account there, you can look at that stuff in high res and you can download those files. Yeah. Um, You know, I've sourced a lot of images that we show on these videos sometimes when we're talking about an artist or a piece. Yeah. Um, Those are usually the two places that show up when I'm looking for artwork. So, yes, this art is more available than ever. And now, you know, you download those 100, 150 pages of your favorite artist. And what do you do with them? It's nice to look at on screen, but we all love books and print, right? It's true, man. So here's the Ocular Edition
0: limited print run. So, you know, Scott Dunbeer and those guys, man, just chill out. Ain't no thing. He probably sent you a copy, man. Looking looking for uh, for um, some attention to uh, have... Have a Look at this. Uh, special thanks to Salvi Buscema, Scott
1: Dunbeer, Ed Piscorn and Jim Rugg lighting the fire under his ass. Love it. And you know, if you guys want to track down Ian, somebody wants to hire him to do some design work for, for them, you can find him on Behance is like a portfolio site and it's Ian Chalgren. Yeah. And he's on Twitter at Ian Chowgren, all one word, I-A-N-C-H-A-L-G-R-E-N. At Gmail is uh, the, the address he has here and I have a little
0: posted on here because he probably wasn't banking on his phone number being put out to <laughs> the 10,000 or 20,000 people who are checking out this video at this moment, man. But, uh, you know, just creating a really, you with the tools available, with print-on-demand, And this is not a cheap book to make. Like, you could get, like, one copy of a a book, or you could get uh, 100 copies of a book. It doesn't, at at color, hardcover, the price ain't coming down that much. So this guy, you know, spent 50 bucks to send this to us, man, which is very very, very much appreciated. So it's not a a cheap project that you're going to make, but
1: uh, it's possible. Can you imagine making this for, like, that comics fan in your life who you know loves Barry Windsor Smith and doesn't have that Weapon X original collection yet? You know, whatever the case may be. Kayfabers, we we are fans of
0: Barry Windsor-Smith. <laughs> That's who I meant too. Wet Weapon X, and we have a PO box. PO box. <laughs> this is it's where it's where Ian sent this this to us, man. PO box three zero seven one Monhall, PA one five one two zero. But don't sweat if you put in that one five one two zero and it comes up Homestead. It's okay. So it gets to the same place. Two copies, please. <laughs> uh, here's your table of contents, man. So you see where the 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 work is uh, sourced from in its original incarnation. You got some Captain America. You got some Avengers.
1: I know you were singing the praises of his Incredible Hulk. Great Incredible Hulk artist. I like the format choice, too, to do a double column of these pages so that you can fit your table of, column, table of contents all on one spread. Yeah. You got a good image going mm-hmm. across
0: uh, like pages, that too. thinking in terms of the spread.
1: Oh, man. How iconic is this? This was in all those half-page ads when ROM was getting launched. Man, I've seen that image a thousand times and uh it depends on the source material that you have available man so some of those images
0: you know these guys who are sharing the stuff online they're they're not uh techni- necessarily technically savvy so they're not maybe not putting up the highest res stuff but this guy's able to find enough you know sequential pages that he can you know put them together and they're old enough too dude where that that paper cement just eating through the paste-ups.
1: Yeah, really interesting to see it. You know, we say this all the time when you look at artist editions is what's on there. All the paste-ups on letterings in those uh, in those early pages makes you wonder, like, how are you behind the eight ball already on issue one? I feel right. like we've looked at so many issue ones that feel like they're already running late. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> a, to- a toy comic I can understand because they probably want this out, you know, before Christmas uh, or something. You're right,
1: that's exactly right. Because even the creation of the toy is probably pretty fast turnaround. And it's like, hey, Marvel, do you want to do a licensed comic of this, a tie-in? Yeah, probably not much time, but pretty fun to see that. This era of Sao man, that, that's a real John B. Sama-type face. It really is. Also, if you'd have told me that panel was from the Hulk, I would have believed you. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, like of the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was only, like, with ROM, there was just the ROM toy and no villains or anything. In the commercial, they would talk about, you know, the dire wraiths. There was no. they were never visualized as far as I can tell. Yeah. So you have to create everything to go along with uh
1: Rom. He's literally just this guy. We look at so much inking and stuff of like Scott Williams and this detail. Look at how these are inked where it's just like the side of the brush, like a brush broad brush stroke and And, and that's that's Busama himself. That's all you need. Doing some inks on that stuff. And just like artists, it's like you could tell
0: that, you know, the the guy who scanned this, it's one of those like cheap ass old school flatbed scanners. Like the light is only coming from down here, it ain't even up there.
1: Yeah, some of these I I, I suspect are even uh, grayscale only. A few of these pages look like they were scanned yeah, that way, right? Which is funny to think of something like comics art fan being, I guess, 20 years old or older now. So you know, early on, those files were big. Yeah, they could have <laughs> even just been 72 DPI. Yeah, it's really a cool artifact. And like I say, as somebody who likes to make books and, and make these little additions and kind of decorate my shelf with custom made stuff, this really does open up the possibilities of some cool things. It's a
0: genius idea. And and, and like sourcing like I ha- I have f- folders folders for my favorite guys' artworks and, and with a couple clicks of a of a mouse, like I could generate a hardcover artist edition
1: and have it sent to my house. I think about something like um, Glenn Bray's collection of art that Fanagraphics published. Yes, and it's, it's lighted eye. Check that video out on the KFabe channel. It's a great collection of one person's you know love. Yeah, like you could do that too. You know, this could be an anthology of your greatest, your favorite, your ten favorite artists, your twenty favorite artists. You know, just a sample of their work. Like, there's so much stuff you could do with this and have fun. And I like that it takes advantage of the uh, of the print on demand technology that we now have access to. This book looks way better than a book I would hand bind myself. It's true, and a lot faster to make. Let me, let me <laughs> promise you that. Probably uh, less pricking your finger with the needle and, and, and truthfully, uh, better end results. And
0: truthfully, like you know, you're you're an in, in demand artist. It's cheaper. Yeah, you
1: yeah, know, yeah. You're, Definitely you're, better use of my time. Your,
0: your time is very, very valuable. Here goes your dire wraiths, man. They, they show up in uh, you know in in the uh, the X Men comics that uh, pop out in the 80s. That's how you get your Mystique and Destiny and and villain Rogue showing up in there, man. But uh, being bound by the print-on-demand technology—it has to be kind of an artisan edition, you know. Can't they don't? Yeah. They don't bind 11 by 17 books uh, at this time. So you gotta sort of settle for this. The thing is, I know a lot of people that get the artist edition and the uh the, the artifact or like the the, the yeah. artisan edition, just because the little book is more manageable.
1: You can pull it off the shelf. Absolutely. And uh, this looks beautiful. You yeah, know, I've got there. no problem with the size of this. To it's me, all there. It's, uh, it's it's really fun to to go through this um we've been looking at dojinshi right like like amateur press books how great is this to add to the uh the shelf of what you can make yourself what do we call this video jimmy uh, bootleg artist editions
0: artist edition dojinshi diy artist editions diy artist edition that might be the
1: (laughs) title of video boy that's a fun one look at this what is going on here is that some customization ian's putting on the uh on the screen tones or? Cool, cool design trope, very you nice. know, like a nice little stroke of design creativity. Man. Just a little bit extra. And that's what you want in these chapter breaks. You know, when we look at artist editions, I always think about those places where you can zoom in on, on a piece. Look at the, pre, uh, the pre-Miller the pre Kingpin. Hmm. That's totally like a Romita guy. Yeah, definitely.
0: I have this issue, man. I love this issue. I remember getting that at the flea market. Yeah,
1: sabusima has a big body of work.
0: It's another, like, John Buscema face. Like, I wonder if those guys, like, just worked in the same studio or something.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. It's, um, it is interesting. You know, it's almost the opposite of the Hernandez brothers, where you've got a lot of overlap in the way the Buscema art looks. Yeah. Certainly in some of the little ticks, the figures, some of that stuff. But there's a, there's a whole Captain America crossover. So shades of, uh, things to come. (laughs) Right.
0: Oh, so, such nice depth. You know, just a very thoughtful illustration here. That almost looks like Virgil Finley. You know, go, a golden age pulp
1: illustration. Yeah, I was gonna say this is not uh, this is not Sal inks. Like those clouds, man. That line. Yeah. Not something you would see in his in uh, anything I can think of of his.
0: He had like there were times where he was doing like four monthly books at a time. He might have a bigger page count than Kirby. There, there are astonishing dudes that have more pages done in comics than, than Jack Kirby did. There was a website that calculated all this stuff for I'd a while. I'd be really curious to see it. And Kirby was like in the top ten,
1: but he wasn't maybe even the top five. I was gonna say like, well Kirby was doing it longer, but Sabusima did it way later. Yeah, you know, like like he, he had a pretty long career. And know? in the seventies he 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 would do every B list title. You know like it's a great Black Panther face. He might do
0: one, you know, like a Hulk or a Captain America, but then he would be doing like the Defenders and, you know, I don't know, Werewolf by Night, just like all the kind of B-list stuff.
1: I saw somebody, probably one of our comments, somebody was talking about like the 70s Marvel stuff of like Masters of Kung Fu and Tomb yeah. of Dracula and Werewolf right. by Night. And it's like those books, I have such a sweet spot for those books. They're like the the kind of the fringe books, but that's where you were able to get away with whatever and do some really interesting stuff. I have all of, you know what, that's a video. That's a future video. I'm going to put a pin in it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a tease? Love yeah. this texture. And, you know, we talk about John Buscema, but a lot of Kirby right there. Oh, absolutely. And and I, and that was probably a mandate to, to a certain extent. And for that matter, there's Kirby and John Buscema art, too. I, I think that was definitely a mandate. Boy, that's you, a nice page. Yeah,
0: certainly when Buscema has to do... John Buscema has to do Avengers or superhero stuff. It's like, well, this is the language of these comics. I think that's why he liked Conan so much. You know, he could codify that in his own way. Everybody draws the Kirby high evolutionary. Like, you just
1: light box the same image there's one way to draw them <laughs> there's a few of those great kirby creations where it's like you gotta draw it like kirby all right
0: we're in the incredible hulk section jimmy and you described in detail like what you liked about the mm-hmm. uh sabi incredible hulk and if you see a good image yeah, 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 an example an please please point it out and like share it with us look at that white zippitone yeah that's to, to, to show either a reflection through glass or uh through a translucent material. Oh,
1: and using a different tone mm-hmm. for some shadow. Yeah, Leader looks great in that page. Really good stuff. Yeah, and what I've described is just how Busima would make it almost like a pyramid shape. Mm-hmm. You know, the base of the Hulk is so broad, and it kind of, you know, it's always sort of that way. Like, if you put a, your tracing paper over there, it's totally a triangle shape, yeah. but it created this powerful feeling of, like, that base. Talk about an immovable object. That's how he drew Hulk, and it really, you know, it's it's not a human shape.
0: How about that, DeLuca?
1: Fun whenever he inks himself, too. You know, it's a different, it's a, uh, almost a casual approach to inking. That's a pretty unusual style. You know, that Galactus in the background. Anytime cartoonists would do these effects back in four-color days, right? where it was like, oh, this is a superimposed image, man, I always pop for that.
0: I think I'd like some some more Brian Bolland artist editions. You know, just put in a request. Just you know, the, uh, the what is it? The secret? The secret, yeah. Jimmy. Let's let's uh, keep keep that in <laughs> let's mind manifest us stuff. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll show up in the <laughs> PO box, and maybe your self published comics will be in that same uh, in that same box that you send to us, and then we look at this, and then we show off your your self published stuff.
1: Bribe us. We're not above Payola.
0: Absolutely not. There's no SEC regulation <laughs> or uh, FCC regulation on uh, the Cartoonist Cafe
1: channel. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> Where do we get ourselves in trouble? <laughs> yeah, you see, as you go from chapter to chapter, just how much Busima really did. That it's, oh, it's true. Yeah, and it'd be amazing. I don't know if it's in here, but like his Spider-Man pages with Sienkiewicz inking over top. That could be some hot originals.
0: That's true. Yeah, yeah. That. So Kevich really like like shot some life into into the that work.
1: Yeah, I think about him so much. This is pretty, un, you know, this is another one of those where the inking's a little bit different. It's all like uh, a thin line. Doctor Strange in the chair. <laughs> he's he's a
0: sponge, Sabu-sama. Oh, this is Klaus Jansen inking him.
1: Oh, wow. I was going to
0: say it's him doing some like Mike Plug or like those Frank Brunner, those dudes who were doing Doctor Strange comics in the 70s,
1: but yeah, that's the the Sabu-sama touch. I could go for gene Colan. you know they did the tomb of dracula gene Colan artist edition but man i love gene Colan, and he did a lot of work too so did they really do a to of dracula mm-hmm. fuck i think it's the out of order pages whatever that yeah the that? art the
0: artifact i edition? think so but
1: i might be wrong it might be like five issues or something you know i try to think of like who's got a big body of work because they're probably the ideal people that are out there I saw it at Pittsburgh Comics and didn't buy it. Stupid. Right. It's nice because it has the yellow pages and all of those great things. Oh man, smart too putting your, your own collection together and doing like the the ca- the covers in the back. Look at this man, Galactus cut out and pasted that like whole figure pasted on top of stuff. Oh, you're
0: right. What I'm saying, I, I wouldn't have immediately uh, recognized that. Damn, those, those thin lines. I almost thought it was uh, John
1: Severin. Fucking love comic cover you know by what? Sal Sema Here's another one, guys. I'll take a romance comic. You can <laughs> mash it up as an anthology of different artists, but a romance uh, art artist edition would be great. Get some John Romita Sr. in there. <laughs> nice amazing you know See, this is what happens when you start digging around for originals you'll find this stuff that's like who knew you'd never think that this is a page to include but you start digging and see it and it's like oh yeah of course you got to put that in there the zian chalgrin character
0: man he's 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 one of us because i think about this the um self-bound uh hardcover comics that uh michelle Fife was put together of like the ando senti jrjr run and he's including you know the the jrjr illustrated marvel universe things of like Shotgun and and like the peripheral characters that were introduced typhoid Mary that were introduced in the in his run It's just this is a a thorough you know, fan publication. Like, like Absolutely. You, you have the opportunity. If you could find the stuff to put everything that you want in there, dude. Fucking hostess, hostess ads. ads.
1: Brilliant, genius. Great, great call, Ian. Man, talk about putting together a, uh, as you say, a fan favorite book. Definitely. And also add to my list of the Dream Artist Editions. I'll take one of those John Romita Jr., Al Williamson, uh, Daredevil Artist Editions. You guys playing at home? Two copies. <laughs> That'd be
0: a good one. <laughs> oh, Al Williamson. Imagine that Blade Runner. Mm. You know? It would be a thinner one, so it would cost you less to make. That's true. And if you think about the logistics, the business model, say it's costs fifty bucks to, to make and then it costs you whatever to send two copies, so it's like a hundred bucks. If you're a self published cartoonist, man, and you got you know, a pedigree, go go ask Marty how that Spider Man bootleg video did did for his bottom line.
1: Could be an investment. Yeah. It's another one, too. Like, like again, a breakdown. like, never would think of this, but if you're out there scouring around for cool pieces of the artist or the character that you're looking at, that's a great inclusion. It, yeah. Yeah, solid, solid piece. And then you got to have the biography in the back. Damn right. And if you're doing it yourself, you get to write it. Like, make it make it real, uh, you know, you get to put your spin on these guys' career there. Yeah, but it says source Wikipedia, so maybe Look, you don't that's know. That's great. It good Close choice up. and mm-hmm. it's and it's mm-hmm. one of those
0: exact images you called out so explains the you know Ian's got the eye and then I think he's like this might be like the end papers if he was able to because like I think it's print on de- uh, demand still so is not there yet where you could do like inside cover stuff and and things like this so the
1: black's classy it looks good no yeah you yeah, know, yeah, I yeah. Can, I mean, and I think that, and that's a that. choice you mm-hmm. know like he probably could have did white or black I'll tell you the truth and print on demand he might have had lots of choice you know like he might have been able to do color too so that's the other thing you get to play with book design and make these books you know see what's out there on on the print on demand market but pretty cool thing and i've seen a few kind of print on demand objects that people will make out of pdfs and things that they that they find it's a fun activity you know, I've, I've seen it done, and uh, I'll probably be participating at some point soon. Well, so, Jimmy. Thanks for the inspiration, Ian. And, uh, you know, like, I'll, I'll buy my copy, man. Like
0: uh, <laughs> I'll buy my copy at cost of whatever whatever you build. Once you your, get
1: it set up, you know, it's print-on-demand, so I'll send you a link. Fantastic, man.
0: <laughs> uh, Ian Chowgren, thank you so much for sending this. Give this man some work. Uh, Scott Dunbeard, take a look at this guy. Ian Chalgren at gmail.com. Hit him up. He can, he can help out in a big way. And uh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Ian. This is the bibliography right here and the people who are uh, supporting our channel in the biggest way are watching us uh, live stream this recording session they're getting all the videos before anybody else because they're participating in our patreon uh, which you see in the description in this video below but there are some other ways to support the channel, also, Jimmy. Let the people
1: know what you have out there, man. Plain Jane's and Street Angel Deadly Squirrel Live are both available right now. Hulk Grand Design, pre-order it. It is being shipped right now from the printer, so there's a finite number of copies. You want to reserve your copy today to make sure you're not left out. And Street Angel Princess of Poverty is available for pre-orders. That'll be coming out this spring, so get get your order in on that one as well. And join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug where you can see lots more of my art and comics, what I'm working on, and you can download out of print zines and mini comics there.
0: Red Room is the focus right now for me, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. There's two Red Room trade paperbacks, the Anti-Social Network, and Trigger Warnings out there in the wild right now. I'm serializing the next round of Red Room comics on my Patreon uh, right now. Uh, Hit up uh, the link in the description below this video. You can support the channel. Three bucks for the archive at my Patreon. You get all the existing comics and whatever I'm putting out now, man. Way over uh, 300 pages worth of stuff. Less than a penny a page. Uh, but, you know, keep keep supporting the books. We'll be able to keep making these videos. Jimmy, tell the people what else we have out Subscribe
1: there. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Fabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, all kinds of great stuff at our spread shop. That link is also below this video. Thank you so much for uh,
0: supporting the channel and spreading the word. Given those marching orders, Jimmy, we'll be on our way.
1: Make more comics.